The art of oiling requires nothing short of perfection. If there's anything else you take from this entire episode, it's that oiling is serious work. Your hands must be surgeon level steady. Watchmakers are often dealing with parts as small as 50 times magnifications, such as the coaxial escapement. So a small amount of extra oil could really mean the difference between a two-year service cycle and an eight-year service cycle. With that being said, we're going to go over the fundamental oiling principles in watchmaking. First things first, there is no steadfast rule that is set in stone, but there are definitely recommended procedures. Now, of course, there are some clearly binary things that we do and do not want to do, such as dirty jewels, etc. Now, please note, none of these rules or fundamental principles are in any specific order. The first one's almost ridiculously clear. Uh, The first one's you always want oil inside of the jewel. Not on top, not on the rim, inside of the jewel. A very common mistake I see watchmakers generally do is when they're oiling, they're very, very sloppy, uh, or sometimes they get excess oil on top of the jewel or on the side of the jewel, and that's not what you want. You want oil inside of the jewel where the pivots are. Uh, You don't want to have any excess oil spreading elsewhere. It will cause unwanted attraction of dirt, debris, and generally we know that that will also cause future issues and slow down the amplitude of watches. Um, So the first one, easy as that, oil inside the jewel. Next, the oil containers and the surrounding of the oil containers of where you keep your oils in should always be kept clean. Uh, When I say oil containers, it could be your oil pots, it could be oil trays, it could be your oil uh, oil deposits. Everything around the oil containers should be kept clean. Any buildup around your oil containers will and definitely can make its way into the oil, even if the lid is closed. Third, lids should always be closed when not in use. One of the biggest common mistakes I see veteran watchmakers and even beginner watchmakers is that when they open the lid to get the oil, they leave the lid open. That is not a smart decision. When you leave your lid open like that, you're susceptible to dirt and dust making its way into the oil deposit every time. Please do not leave it open. Leave it closed. When you open it, open it momentarily for that quick second and close it back up again. Leave it closed. This is how oils get contaminated extremely quickly. Fourth, always swap the oil with the oiler at the surrounding edge of the oil cup. Do not get the oil from the deep deposit dead in the middle. This is just in case if dirt and dust do get inside your oil lids that they eventually make their way to the deep deposit. So if you do get oil from the deep deposit in the middle, you're probably also swiping up dirt and dust. So it's always advisable to swab the oil from the side of the edge of the oil container cup. Remember, consistent renewal of small quantities of oil is always better than inconsistent replenishment of large amounts of oil. Case in point, change your oils weekly. Do not, do not, do not get large amounts of oil just so that you do not have to change the oil. Six, when changing your oils, don't forget to use something like solvent H to clean the oil pot. 
generally i know a lot of watchmakers like to clean their oils uh they like to clean it with just like a regular piece of paper or whatnot but make sure you use solvent h to clean it and ensure that you get some cleaning action in there uh, leftover oil mixed with new oil will contaminate your oil and that will affect the running in your watch and that could be as simple as uh, using solvent h um, if your oil is contaminated it could mean the difference between a two-year service cycle a six-year service cycle eight-year service cycle or even coming back to you within the week seven make sure you please please check the expiration date on your oils the expiration date is usually labeled somewhere on the oil container. Uh, the shelf life of a lubricant will make a difference, believe it or not. You might not think it does, but it definitely does affect the running in your watch. Uh, the most common thing, the most common issue I see is that watchmakers would love to keep using the oils until the oil runs out in their oil container. But it's very important, just like if you have meat, just like if you have food, just because you still have some food left does not mean you should use it if it's past its ex expiration date. Now, there's a lot of debate whether or not uh, it's ex definitely expired by the time your expiration date is due or if there's a longer shelf life than the expiration date. But rule of thumb is to always check the expiration date and make sure you're using updated oils each and every single time. Number eight, the type of oilers you use should not make that big of a difference. And honestly, if you do feel that it does make a huge, huge difference in your oiling jobs, then maybe there's a fundamental issue you might need to address. Now, don't get me wrong. Special type of oilers definitely do help. I'm not saying that they do not help. They definitely do help. But if you're relying on these different types of oilers as a specialty oiler or as an oiler to get the job done, uh, there's there's some underlying issues that you need to address uh, in expert hands any average oiler should do the job and any regular simple oiler should be able to do the job next use a tech guide always follow the tech guide when possible i don't understand what the infatuation is uh, with a lot of these watchmakers nowadays uh, of not wanting to use a technical guide uh, a lot of I see this issue a lot more with old school watchmakers, the um, the immigrant watchmakers, the uh, old school uh, watchmakers who learned it from an apprenticeship, not really through schooling or whatnot. But they always love to to go off on their own accord. Uh, not that it's not, not that it's wrong. It's good. It's very good. You know, it shows creative expression. It shows you know use of analytical abilities, whatnot. But if the technical guide is available. Use it. Why not? I mean, if the tech guy is telling you something, try it out. And if you do it until it becomes second nature, so that way you don't need a tech guide. But if you're on an exam, don't go off on your own tangent thinking you know what's best when the technical guide is right there just for you to use. Use the tech guide. Now, if a tech guide's not available, that is when you should be using your best judgment. Uh, that is when I see watchmakers shine. Usually, if the tech guy is not available, there's a general steadfast rule uh, in which you can pretty much use a reasonable deduction in knowing what to oil, how to oil, uh, some fundamental principles. Um, for example, if a wheel is high speed, low torque, use 
9010. If a wheel is low speed, high torque, use HP 1300. If a, if it's metal on metal, like set, like the setting system, then use some form of grease like Mollycott or Jisma or MR4. Um, but these are just some steadfast principles. You know, if a tech guide's not available, use your best judgment. 11. Go slow and steady when you're oiling. Slow is smooth and smooth is fast, man. I can't keep repeating this. Do the oiling job right the first time around, and your job will be significantly easier every single time. It's much easier to take your time and do the job right the first time around than it is to go fast, mess up, and try to clean it in an attempt to do it all over again. I'm telling you, go slow, and when you're lubricating, cleaning up time is high. the cleaning up time is is ridiculously time consuming, and with high risk. So do the job right the first time around, and make sure the oil is inside the jewel. Twelve. Don't depend on radical too much. Uh, the problem I see with a lot of watchmakers is that they depend on radical to clean up a lot of these oils. And radical is great and all, but it should always be a last case scenario. Last case scenario. Uh, Omega HQ doesn't recommend radical. Um, I know other companies are starting to ban it as well. I know Breitling is also trying to phase that out. Um, radical is great. Uh, except the fact that most watchmakers keep them for years on end. I'm sure there's a watchmaker out there right now with a Rodico that's older than you and me combined. Um, and that's kind of what the industry does not want. The industry actually wants... Uh, if you do use Rodico, there's nothing wrong with Rodico. Uh, but if you do use Rodico, make sure it's about a week old. Um, the industry recommends you actually uh, using the Rodico for a week. Um, once it's past a week, uh, it's it's already past its most op, uh, optimal state, apparently, according to the industry. Um, but if you do use Radical, try to make sure it's a week or a week, uh, less than a week old. Um, for me, personally, uh, I, when I, I mean, I try to oil first correctly each time. So my use of Radical generally is very, very low. Um, I could probably name on you know, two hands, how often I've needed to use Radical, uh, in, in the year of 2017. Um, but for the most part, you know, I make mistakes too, and everyone makes mistakes. So I, I do use Radical, um, but just make sure it's, it's not, you know, a month old, two month old, you know, six, two years, you know, who knows, you know? Um, and that's the issue of Radical because Radical is a very, very highly, highly uh, absorbing material and, and compound at this point. Um, anything you use on it will almost make its way onto the movement when you're cleaning the messed up oils. Um, and that, that's the contamination that we're talking about. You, you almost always want to reduce the risk of contamination at that point. These were just a few fundamental principles that I felt were extremely important. Um, if you would like to read more or if you would like to uh, find more, uh, you can check out my website at nobullshitwatchmaker.com. You can check out the watch tip section. Um, there's an entire article called Art of Oiling in Watchmaking, where I go over this a little bit more in detail, uh, as well as an inf infographic as well. Um, but if you like what you've heard so far, uh, I have a feeling you'll definitely love my book. Uh, the book was a bestseller on Amazon. 
um, I go over many, many things, many, many, such as, you know, essential watchmaking tools, uh, essential pieces of advice, um, how to get someone ready for a bench test, etc., etc. Uh, the book has been mentioned by Watch Time, Foundation de Hotology. It's also been in the hands of many, many renowned watchmakers in the world. So, if you guys haven't gotten a copy of that book yet, I would definitely check that out on Amazon. Just punch in 100 plus no bullshit watchmaking tips and the book will come right up. Uh, as a matter of fact, other than that, I hope you guys have a great day uh, and a wonderful new year.